What's up, guys? This is Brett Perlini, and you're listening to episode one of the Ninth Green at Nine podcast. Today's guest, we have Brandon Perlini from the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to be catching up with him about how his season's going. Then we're going to talk some footy, some Premier League. Um, Find out some of his, uh, who his inspirations are, what he does away from the ring, and then stick around because you won't want to miss his Big Shack impression. So without further ado, here he is. How you doing, Bubs? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Doing well. Enjoying the sun now here. Oh, yeah. It's uh, got to be a nice treat for all of us freezing over here to definitely have that sun for you, eh? Yeah, it's nice. It's you know, the best thing is, uh, obviously, we're in the rink a lot, so anytime you can be out of it, you can, you know, chill out, enjoy the sun, whatever you want to do, sit by the pool, off days, can golf, do whatever, and it's really, you know, mindset-wise, you can get away from the rink and stuff, so I, I really enjoy it. That's awesome. Um, thanks for uh, coming on the show um, and taking time out of your uh, extremely busy schedule. Um yeah, we're we're excited to have you on, and uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be a fun show with a lot to talk about. Awesome, sounds good. Uh, obviously, thanks uh, for having me as the first guest on on the podcast, and hopefully, uh, you know, it turns into something big, and you know, we can look back one day at the, the first episode and and uh, you know, enjoy it and, and look and laugh at it. <laughs> for sure. Well. Um... So, January 2nd, we're into the new year. Um, you've had a pretty positive start to the year so far. Uh, just walk us through uh, your season so far uh, and, you know, what it, what lessons you've learned uh, as the season's gone on. Yeah, the season has been really uh, unique, I guess, for, for myself and, and the team. It's, you know, we come in with decently high expectations of ourselves new coaching staff new management trainers etc so it's a good vibe around the uh, around the room the start of the year but obviously we, we've had a struggled start and uh you know we haven't had many wins so for you know as a player you're thinking okay what's what can i change to help the team what can i do differently so on and so forth but i think you know, there has to be such a emphasis on, you know, yourself as an individual to to get better every day. So that's that's been my goal is to, you know, constantly improve on something every day. Um, it's a different coach from last year, like I said. So he likes certain things that last year they didn't like, and, and vice versa. So it's always, you know, learning off those guys, learning off other players doing my own thing as well in the gym or whatever it's always some way that i personally can get better every single day and um so far i I feel like i've you know done that with a a few areas of my game uh, on the ice yeah that's good and that's one thing uh you know i've always um admired about you is your will your willingness to get better every day you know you've reached a top level now and uh you're still hungry to uh, to improve, and I think uh, you know that's going to do you well in the future for sure. 
think another thing on, you know, our team struggling-wise, it's not, like I was saying at the start of the show, because we're in such a good environment in the sun, uh, people always say, oh, like, how can you play there just because it's it's warm and stuff? I, you know, I would be more focused on this or this rather than hockey. And it's it's quite the, the opposite. You can fully get away from, like I said earlier, the rink and hockey and everything. When we're winning, when we're losing, doesn't matter. You know, you can step back and, and reset your mind almost every every day or whatever just because you can have the sun and the nice weather. So that's the, one of the best bits about living out here is just the bonus of the, the weather and stuff. And uh, mentally, you know, you can really uh, refresh yourself. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a great point. That's an amazing place to play. But, uh, okay, so now we're getting away from hockey. I know uh, you're probably uh, pretty focused on hockey all the time, so I thought we'd uh, change it up and talk about some other things. Um, let's talk some footy. Um, obviously, we're big footy oh, guys. Love it. Um, Premier League. Um your thoughts so far, the title race, kind of Man City's running away with it. Um, who are you liking so far this year? Who's impressed you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy, to be honest, with the City running away from it. Um, I mean, credit to them, they've been unbelievable. Like, I never thought they were going to be that good. But uh, so far, I'm, I'm liking, it pains me to say it, but I'm liking Liverpool. I'm obviously a United fan, but Liverpool, with that attack, you know, Coutinho, Firmino, Salah. They've just like, got so many options, don't they? Like, Yeah, way too many options. They get that D sorted out, possibly get another goal in. Yeah, so they've got – so Virgil van Dijk now, $75 million. Is that uh, Is that what they need? Is that going to help take them to the next level? Uh, that's a tough one because I'm still I'm not convinced on their goalie still. So um, you know you look at all these other teams. Uh, De Gea, obviously United. Uh, you know obviously Chelsea's got good goalies. All all these teams have good goalies. Uh, Lloris at Tottenham. So I don't know. I I'm sure it's obviously going to help them. It's going to help their D for sure. But I'm not convinced. Uh, maybe if they. We're looking at someone like All Black or something like that, you know. He he would be a guy to come in who's a, a world-class goalie. So, for me, that's what I'm thinking. You know, maybe in the future they need to, to upgrade in that bit. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think, uh, yeah, to, to be the top, you know, a top club in Europe like they once were, I think you need, you know, the top, top players in every position. And, you know, <laughs> the goalies they have now, they're – just not not getting it done, are they? No, no. And like I said, you look around the league, and every every one of those top teams, you know, Courtois, all those guys are, are top top goalies. So yeah, that's a that's a bit of a worrying concern for me. But um, with especially with them. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be to me. It's almost more. Man City has run away with it now, so now it's okay. Who's going to be top four? Yeah, it's Obviously, almost the race you, for second. And... Yeah, you still you still got Arsenal, who's here miss, and it's like okay, now we're into January. Who's gonna? Is Sanchez going? Is Ozil going? Like they, you know, 
it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one for them. And it's are Tottenham good enough to get in, or you know, it's gonna be close. So. Yeah, Arsenal's definitely a, an interesting one for me. Uh, obviously, we're both big fans of uh, the Arsenal fan TV, and uh, get a kick out of their interviews every week. But uh, yeah, they seem to me as a team at the start of the year were, you know, pushing. They were going to be in the title race, weren't they? And they just never really kind of panned out, and now they're kind of struggling to to finish fourth. And yeah. It's a, I mean, I don't want to sound too much like Arsenal TV, but it's almost a Wenger out situation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like until uh, until he's kind of gone and that that persona, the because you know we feel it in, in like hockey wise too. You know what I'm talking about when when you have like a bad aura around the dressing room and it's kind of the same thing all the time I and mean, it's Groundhog Day or whatever. Like, it's tough to get out of that groove. So. Yeah, it really is. But, yeah, we'll see. I'm thinking, you know, whenever Wenger decides to to hang up, it's going to be maybe when Arsenal starts coming alive a lot more. But right, right. It's going to be interesting with Ozil and Sanchez. I'm, I'm not convinced on, on both of them staying I think they're both gonna leave. But do you we'll think see. they either of them makes a move in January? Uh, yes, I think Sanchez uh, is gonna be gone. And there's obviously a lot of talks. Man City. Man City, you know, PSG. Yeah, I, to be honest, if I was Man City, I don't even know. You don't even need him. You know, it's I think the only uh, thing they would be thinking is. Well, okay, we'll take him away from Arsenal. That's one less problem we have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously they're they're getting into a lot of games now too. Uh, it's going to be SA Cup, and actually, if they did get into, it would probably help uh, Champions League as well for them. So um, that's that's another uh, you know a little bit of a different story. But uh, like going into United, obviously Man United were big fans, but I think like. Them, you know, they can Nobody can catch City, so now what are they? What are they going to focus on? It's going to be FA Cup or Champions League, or are they going to may, maybe go for Sanchez or Ozil? You know, like yeah, and it's uh, not like they haven't done it before. When uh, you remember when they got Van Persie and that kind of came out of nowhere, and you know, it really worked out for Man United then, and maybe uh, the same type of thing can happen with a Sanchez or an Ozil. And, yeah, especially getting them cheap now because contracts running out at the end of the year. I think you get them this time last year or two years ago, whatever, it's going to be double, triple the price. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, so, yeah, touching on Man U, they've had kind of, uh, you know, a rough patch in the last few games. Um, got the win... What was it last night? Got the win, a two nil. I think Lingard. Lingard's been impressive. Um, what do you What do you think of the overall squad? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, injuries are are hitting it right now. Obviously, Zlatan's back out again. You know, I'm, I don't know about Lukaku, man. I I don't know. He's he's been good against bottom teams and that's that's been his uh thing you know he scored a lot of goals against them but 
to do it in the big games against the top clubs, that's uh, I think obviously that's where he needs to improve. And yeah, he still needs to, especially for for that price. You know, that's a lot of money for for a top top striker. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I can't wait to see what Mourinho does because I think you know if they if they don't win a trophy, it's obviously definitely a wasted year. And they're not going to win the Premier League, really, unless something drastically happens. And they're out of the Carabao Cup. So where are your chances? And that's what I was saying, with possibly or Ozil or Sanchez or something. If they can nab someone like that, get them in to help out the squad for, for Champions League, maybe make a little run in that, you know? And yeah. I'm thinking that might eat, that might be their best chances at a trophy, really, when you look at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you never you never know what's going to happen in FA Cup. Like that's uh, people don't really rate it too high anymore. I don't think anyway. But I mean, obviously, it will be still good to get a trophy. But yes, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Mourinho is an interesting situation to me too because. You look at all these other teams playing like high-flying football and obviously his style is part of the bus and this and that and the fans don't like it because they haven't had that style of football at the club. And so, are you, are you we'll, a fan we'll of that style? What's that? Are you a fan of that style? Mm, if it gets results. I'm a fan of results. Right, Put so it you don't mind if he's parking the bus. And he's winning one nil again, and all these other teams are winning four or five nil. As long as he's getting the wins. Yeah, that to me, as long as he's getting the wins. That's, at the end of the day, if if he wins one nil every game, and for like, and wins the league, nobody's gonna ask, you know, two, two, three, four, five years ago or in the future. Oh, you know, what were the results in every one of those games? You know, it's about. It's about obviously just getting the wins. No, no, it doesn't matter the score and this and that. As long as he gets the wins, but he hasn't been doing that. Long story short, and they they've been struggling. So it's interesting situation to see. You know, possibly other managers. Who who are you thinking? Well, I I I would agree with that statement. I think um, you know you look at a team like Liverpool, for example. Um, Jurgen Klopp's playing this fantastic style attacking football but how many matches has have they uh blown leads or end up you know exactly blowing away points because they can't you know they're not defensively sound and that's that's my exact point they they will win 7-1 in champions league but if they're gonna lose you know whatever 4-3 to Watford or something like that like it's it's, it's pointless. It's really high-flying, but it's about the result at the end of the day. Did you win or did you lose? Exactly, exactly. So now you've got Ibrahimovic out. You've got Lukaku out for an extended period of time. Who is your go-to guy? Who are you putting as the front three right now? Uh, that's, that's pretty tough. Today, I think they had, uh, or, or yesterday was it, I think they had uh, Martial up front. Martial with Lingard and 
Matter? Matter and Pogba? Yeah. Kind yes. of in a, yeah. yeah. They, they took off took off Martial for, for Rashford, which seems to be the the swap this year. It's always one coming off of the other. Yeah, but you'd but, think they would have to play both of them now. You would think so. You would think, but I don't know. I mean, I I really like either or at striker. Um, I I think you know that's both their their natural position. So hopefully, you know, I I would like to see them be given a chance in. Yeah, it'll be good to see them get a run of games where they can actually play as the, as the main man up front. And... Exactly, exactly. I don't I don't know what's what's the deal going on with Lukaku right now. I'm not sure, but. It would be good to see, you know, both of them getting game time at that in that position instead of coming off the the left there or whatever it is they're they're doing usually. Yeah. And they've both done well. They've adjusted to it, but you know, it's like uh, it's not their natural position, and it's taken away from maybe some of the goals that they probably could have had. Exactly. I I was just talking with one of uh, my buddies the other day, and it's. We were saying Rashford and Martial taking on one on one are as good as anyone, really. They they're so good at taking on someone one on one. So to me, it's also thinking, okay, do they need how how do you get them into that situation more? Or they they can be effective doing that. Do they need ball their feet more? Do they need more runs around them, things like that. And but I I generally believe they're almost like. The way like Mbappe like runs at guys, you know, they're they're very similar to that. They're all in the same kind of category, I guess you could say, of, of challenging and taking on people. And I think that's like that's the old you know type of Manchester United football fans uh, fans like. It's entertaining, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's yeah, it's funny you mentioned your buddies because uh, I know there's a. Uh... A couple of you guys on the team that uh, you know talk footy and uh, are in the the fantasy league, and uh, it's funny they got off to a, a tough start there, but uh, um, oh, yeah. they they love the fantasy. It's uh, our goalie Antti Branta and uh, Mario Kempe. He's a forward. They're both also big Manchester United fans, so at least we have that in common. But they're constantly all over the fantasy premier league and i gave them some bad advice uh told them to, to pick up a couple people they're not happy about it i might have done it on purpose secretly no but i'll never admit it but yeah exactly it's fun to have other people interested in a different sport with you because if it's always hockey 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 you get kind of tired of it because we play it 24-7. So to have something else, uh, as I was going back, like I said, a mental release. You know, it's nice to be interested in different sports and other hobbies, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been doing the uh, the Fantasy Premier League for how long now? I think it's, what, five years? Yeah, five, five six years. Maybe, uh, what? 2012, 2013, something yeah. like that. So, as I remember, uh, Aguero used to be the main man. He used to be the, the thirteen million. Uh, yeah, Aguero, yeah, yeah, Torre. Yeah, yeah. City were the, the team, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good to uh, to do that for sure. 
Okay, well, let's, uh, let's move on, uh, and talk about some different people, uh, um, Ido Portal is, uh, obviously been, uh, been big with, uh, you, and he's definitely rubbed uh-huh. off on me, too, um, tell me what you've learned about him, and kind of what he's done for you. With uh, with him, is he brings such a such a life to to everything. That's my first first attraction to him. Is he's really uh, really positive, upbeat, and knows his stuff about different genres of. You get a lot of trainers or athletic guys who are you know good at one thing, and that's kind of all they know. But this guy, why I was so drawn to him is. He has so many different things of, uh, you know, his, his whole practice is movement. So everything he's doing, whether it's boxing, wrestling, uh, running, uh, it, could, it could be any, any sort of movement. This guy knows Capuela, anything. Like, he knows and has studied all of this stuff. For, for long periods of time and uh yeah so that was, that for people that don't know him real he's he's basically studied all types of movement from yeah like you said all those different practices you know whatever it may be and he's kind of put his own little spin on on things and kind of not taking credit for it but he's uh he's putting it all together and teaching people how to move properly right yeah, yeah, exactly. That's his, his whole practice, his movement. And it's really, to me, it's it's mind-boggling why we, like, we as humans, I feel like everybody, it's so easy to get stuck in a groove and do the same thing every day. You know, you, you wake up at uh, whatever, 8 a.m., you eat, you go to, go to work, you come back, you eat again, you watch TV, and it's just the same thing over and over again. So, to me, one of the, like I said, the thing, he brought so much life, he, he makes you want to move and want to go and do stuff. And you feel not only good in, in your body, but like mentally in your soul. Like it's, you just feel uh, so much better. So, he, that, that was one of the main things to me, is it, it re energized me almost. And now instead of, you know, watching TV for three hours from, you know, five to, to eight or whatever, I'll, I'll be doing something else, go on uh, the Olympic rings, uh, some sort of movement session, whatever, like, could be anything. But when you think about your life, like, you know, you, you have limited time to move. Before <laughs> There's so much wasted time people spend on, you know, TV or, you know, they, yeah, almost getting caught in a rut. When there's so much exactly. more you could be doing, really. And I I tested myself over summer, and you can attest to this too, because I, I told you I was doing it. I got rid of all social media off of my phone, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Didn't delete any of it, but got rid of it off of my phone, so I didn't have any distraction. And I found I had no use for my phone. After that, it was like, okay, who, who's really, who needs me here? Like, who's going to be sending me messages? Who's going to be calling? 
and it was literally nobody, maybe one text or two texts, you know, from either you or uh, my mom or dad, like some sort of family members. But once you get over the little hump of, okay, nobody really needs me here and stuff, then it's like mentally... You don't become dependent on it. Yeah, and you can, and you start to do more things. You start to okay, like I can do all this movement stuff now. I'm gonna be doing like, you just get a bit more, a uh, bit more jump in your step, I guess, if you want to say. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing I, I did a test with it, and I noticed uh, I really wanted to do other stuff. I started reading, uh, doing different uh, things, whether it be like a, you know, studying for an online class or something like that. Because there's always ways you can get smarter right yeah exactly and it's just it goes past you know just movement and so like you said you helps you want to you know read or improve yourself in in any which way and uh yeah i think that's uh that's something that a lot of people would uh would improve on for sure yeah there's another thing with that there's there's tons of different ways to open your mind like the the world is so big there's so many different people think that like okay i'm i got fired from this job i I can't do this i can't do that whatever there's so many different possibilities and you have to be open you have to open your mind to these possibilities and believe that you can do something else or uh, have trust in something else you know it's very i think that's one of the things it's very hard for people to say you know okay i'm yeah i'm just working out at the gym whatever blah 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 but now like you know there's real movement and stuff or even if they want to try yoga or this or that like it's it's different stuff out of their comfort zone and they're not the they're not uh i don't know what what the word to use for it um whether you want to say confident enough to go and try something different. That's the main thing. I think with this, whoever wants to, you know, learn this, this guy is unbelievable. And he, he knows his stuff for sure. Yeah. And then it was funny. I remember, uh, obviously seeing that he, um, he was training McGregor. And I remember you going back and telling me like, Oh, yep. See, I told you this guy. I knew he would he would make it big, and then sure enough, you know, he he he's training McGregor in the the biggest fight in history. Yeah. So I was I was first introduced to this guy, um, you know, just through YouTube videos. Um, probably I think around um, maybe twenty twelve ish, and he had uh, he had caught one of my my friends I a trainer who's also very into this stuff and different practices and learning and he said hey you have to you have to look at this guy he sent me some videos of look at the stuff he's doing and and the movement the different body things and the way that he he changes and is able to adapt to things and that that you know caught my eye and I I think like you said I started to kind of tell you about it and then you know sure enough snowball effect i think it was kind of almost the same for mcgregor he you know discovered him similar similar way like that and then ends up working with him and this and that now he's one of the biggest guys out there but i think yeah that's 
to, to anybody, this not only like that guy, but to, to anything in life, just keep keep expanding your horizons. Think as if you're, uh, you know, you're in a childlike phase of just playing and moving and being free, you know, and, and not so stiff all the time. And we're, ah, I got to do this, I got to pay rent, I got to, yeah, everybody gets to a stage where they have to do that stuff. But the more you can go back to a childlike phase to learn with your mind and, and be a sponge and learn something new every day is so oh, man it's i i've never felt so so good uh you know whilst doing this stuff yeah that's that's great to hear um and obviously you know um there have been other people that, that have helped you along the way um talk about some of the the local people that you've worked with obviously you're, you're training at exos now but um you know before that uh spending your summers uh you know in detroit and in the sioux um obviously you worked with uh you know tyson and and kyla um talk about how some of those people helped you yeah well that's a it's a big uh i've always looked at it as a as a process you know I'm not going to make the NHL at 10, 10 years old or anything like that. And I, I that helped having a father who played in, in Toronto and, you know, got the whole gist of pro hockey. So I knew from an early age, like, it's not going to be an overnight thing. This is this is a process. You have to continually work at, at your craft and stuff. So these people all along the way, like you mentioned, Kyla, Tyson, uh, there's probably too many names to remember to be honest but these you know everyone plays a part in the process to get you to a certain point and they're you know they're all different people but all have a similar attitude of getting better working you know working hard every day you come in and really they're they all know their stuff about their craft they're all educated a hundred percent and believe 100% in what they're doing. So as a as a player or athlete, I guess you want to say, when you see someone else have full full control and, and positivity in what they're doing, that obviously gives you confidence. Okay, they know what they're doing. This is going to work. You know, blah blah blah. And it only gives you more confidence for whether you want to say the season or even training, whatever. So. Yeah, there's a lot of people over the years who have played a different role, but at the end of the day, the work does come down to yourself. You have to be the one who's motivated every day. Are you going to do just the bare minimum, or are you going to be you know, open to doing new things to be able to get better? What's, what's your thing? You know, That's what I'm very interested in the mind that way and how people tick. And, you know, like I said, if you could, like a my face and learn and, and grow and be open to anything um you know it's it's gonna happen the difference is not simply like a matter of determination but it's more kind of trust and faith in the process do you know what i mean oh for sure for sure um yeah and i think uh you know 
attitude is a is a big thing when when you're working with different people um obviously you're looking to work with somebody who's positive and upbeat and you know whoever it may be if they're uh in the right frame of mind it kind of puts you in a good frame of mind too so so i think that really helps yeah for sure i i agree on on that 100 percent. i mean i i think just a little tip that you know i learned over over reading a few books about the mind and stuff um was to kind of constantly you know, remind yourself on, on like how little you truly know and how much is, is out in the world, you know? And, and if you have a, a you know, kind of outlook like that on life, I, I think you'll, you'll find that there's more, uh, there's more things to do. There's more ways to get better. There's more ways to be positive, improve, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing you constantly remind yourself that you don't know enough then it only makes you want to learn more yeah always more to learn right um speaking of that you yeah you mentioned you got into some books and uh i know you've been experimenting with this uh this Khan academy um how have you found that's helped you uh first of all what have you been doing on on it and uh you know, how is it uh, well, helped your mental side of the game? I'm, uh, I, I first, let me, let me just say a little story. I I'm first had this runaround, I think, two, yeah, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago, put on by uh, the NHL, the NHL Players Association at the start of the year. They do it for all kind of younger guys. And I went to uh, Washington. We had meetings for two days about uh, just different things. Some were media training. Uh, some were, you know, meals and what to eat, what not to eat, blah, blah, blah. But one of the meetings that really caught my attention was um, by a former player who actually played in Washington. Uh, I, I forget his name, but um, they had him come in and speak just about uh, – um, kind of doing doing different things outside of the rink to to focus your attention from hockey to, to something else and at first i was kind of you know kind of skeptical about everything he was saying because as a hockey player or as an athlete if you don't think 100 percent of the time about what you're doing then you think you're going to be left behind or you think you're not you're not worried about it. You know what I mean? No, for sure. So this guy had basically said towards the end of his career, he had come about, uh, this sort of technique of, you know, learning away from the rink. And he started to take classes. He started to do online classes because as an NHL player too, it gets, you know, we go from, uh, at home, we go to the plane, we land, get on the bus, go, go to the hotel. We eat at night. Uh, once we get in around seven o'clock or whatever, you go to your room, you sleep, you wake up, you play the next day. Yeah, so it's, all it, it's, it's the same thing all the time. And that, that was what the guy was trying to get the point across. You're always doing the same thing. So he started to do 
he was taking online classes and was doing it on the plane, was doing it on the bus when he got back to his hotel room. Whatever time he took aside, there, there's certain, like I'm saying, there's certain chunks in the day where, okay, you're on a plane for three, four hours instead of watching movies or sleeping, you know, you can be doing this instead. Or you're at the hotel, instead of going for dinner from 6.30 till 9.30, coming back and sleeping, use those three, four hours and do something else instead. Read, do do a class, do some this and this. And everybody in the room was kind of, you know, skeptical of it. And I started to, to get, you know, more understanding of it. And one player, I actually vividly remember one player saying, like, come on, like, how, do, how does this actually improve hockey? And so he, he explained it. By doing this, it's a mental distraction to get your mind off of hockey and focus on something else. So when you're doing this, you're more worried about your class or whatever, or you're learning something different, completely forgetting about hockey. Then when you come back to your sport, you're you're so refreshed and you're like, oh, you're thank excited God I to play, play yeah. Now, instead of worrying about school. Yeah, exactly. So that to me was one of the things I learned a lot about, and you know, with this this Khan Academy here, um, I've just been. You know, experimenting, doing different things, uh, whether it's business side of it or uh, things like that, and um, testing my, you know, boundaries, I guess you want to say, and trying to set aside different time. And, um, you know, I, I think if you give yourself, I, I noticed this in the summer, I, I try to, if you give yourself kind of, you know, a very tough or, uh, a very tough deadline and you'll push yourself past your limits. Do you know what I mean? So if I have to read a book, I say to myself, okay, like I need to read this book in uh, in a week and every day you're on it about, I need to finish it by the end of the week. I need to finish it. You're going to do it. But if it's, you just get a book and there's no, you know, there's no time limit or <laughs> no anything on it, then it's kind of okay. Here, yeah. I'm still not done this book a year later, so <laughs> yeah. But that, that's one thing I'll say to any any athlete out there: if you can get away, manage your time well, away from your from your sport, it's going to help you on the ice or on the track, on the pitch, whatever you're doing. You're going to be refreshed, and and you're going to have more confidence and play better because I've, I've done it and I've, I've played better, uh, you know, doing this stuff. I've noticed a big difference for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Cause I remember when you were first telling me about it, I thought it was really interesting to, and obviously everybody has the same thoughts like, well, yeah, are you really hundred percent focused on your sport? But then you try it and it's almost like, okay. Uh, you know, this is something it's kind of like, um, that, that's what, the thing. Yeah. Like, you, you sound like a nut bar because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not focused on hockey or whatever. But you when you come back to it, you're so refreshed and re, rejuvenated and re-energized that, you know, all your all your work in the hockey, when you come back to play a game or whatever, you're like, oh, 
thank God. It's a it's a release of tension, and you're yeah. just happy to be enjoying the sport. You can't wait to get to the rink. Whereas I know some guys, you know, they're they're dreading getting to the rink, and you know, oh, yeah. playing pro Dread hockey. Dreading practice, whatever. There, you know, I I know a lot of guys like that too, and it's yeah, it's that's not the place you want to be in. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, but uh, that's all the time we have for uh, this first episode. Make sure you stay tuned for part two with Brandon Perlini. And um, we're going to get into some, some fun stuff. And uh, we'll see how his Big Shack impression is. Hope you guys enjoyed this first episode here. Um, any questions or feedback, hit me up on the socials, uh, at Twitter, Brett Perlini or Facebook, Brett Perlini. Um, love to hear from you. Love to hear uh, if you guys have any ideas for some for some guests you want on the show um yeah feel free to comment and as always we'll see you at the ninth green at nine. Oh, and dress nice huh go on in go on in pow pow I